Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the March 14th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 514 to 521 of the Catechism. 1. Christ's whole life is a mystery. 514. Many things about Jesus of interest to human curiosity do not figure in the Gospels. Almost nothing is said about his hidden life at Nazareth, and even a great part of his public life is not recounted. What is written in the Gospels was set down there so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Paragraph 515. The Gospels were written by men who were among the first to have the faith and wanted to share it with others. Having known in faith who Jesus is, they could see and make others see the traces of his mystery in all his earthly life. From the swaddling clothes of his birth to the vinegar of his passion and the shroud of his resurrection, everything in Jesus' life was a sign of his mystery. His deeds, miracles and words all revealed that in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. His humanity appeared as sacrament, that is, the sign and instrument of his divinity and of the salvation he brings. What was visible in his earthly life leads to the invisible mystery of his divine sonship and redemptive mission. Characteristics common to Jesus' mysteries. 516. Christ's whole earthly life, his words and deeds, his silences and sufferings, indeed his manner of being and speaking, is revelation of the Father. Jesus can say, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. And the Father can say, this is my, cho- my son, my chosen, listen to him. Because our Lord became man in order to do his Father's will, even the least characteristics of his mysteries manifest God's love among us. Paragraph 517. Christ's whole life is a mystery of redemption. Redemption comes to us above all through the blood of his cross. But this mystery is at work throughout Christ's entire life. Already in his incarnation, through which, by becoming poor, he enriches us with his poverty. In his hidden life, which, by his submission, atones for our disobedience. In his word, which purifies its hearers. In his healings and exorcisms, by which he took our infirmities and bore our diseases, and in his resurrection, by which he justifies us. 518. Christ's whole life is a mystery of recapitulation. All Jesus did, said and suffered had for its aim restoring fallen man to his original vocation. When Christ became incarnate, and was made man, he recapitulated himself, in himself the long history of mankind and procured for us a shortcut to salvation, so that what we had lost in Adam 
that is, being in the image and likeness of God, we might recover in Christ Jesus. For this reason, Christ experienced all the stages of life, thereby giving communion with God to all men. Our communication in the mysteries of Jesus. 519. All Christ's riches are for every individual and are everybody's property. Christ did not live his life for himself, but for us, from his incarnation, for us men and for our salvation, to his death for our sins, and resurrection for our justification. He is still our advocate with the Father, who always lives to make intercession for us. He remains ever in the presence of God on our behalf, bringing before him all that he had lived and suffered for us. Paragraph 520. In all his life, Jesus presents himself as our model. He is the perfect man who invites us to become his disciples and to follow him. In humbling himself, he has given us an example to imitate. Through his prayer, he draws us to pray, and by his poverty, he calls us to accept freely the privation and persecutions that may come our way. Paragraph 521. Christ enables us to live in him all that he himself lived, and he lives it in us. By his incarnation, he, the Son of God, has in a certain way united himself with every man. We are called only to become one with him, for he enables us, as the members of his body, to share in what he lived for us in his flesh as our model. We must continue to accomplish in ourselves the stages of Jesus' life and his mysteries, and often to beg him to perfect and realise them in us and in his whole church. For it is the plan of the Son of God to make us and the whole church partake in his mysteries and to extend them to and continue them in us and in his whole church. This is his plan for fulfilling his mysteries in us. Okay, we see today this um, importance of uh, being close to Christ, that this uh, everything that he shows all of these mysteries. Mystery isn't Agatha Christie mystery. In the church, when we say the word mystery, it's a very ancient word. It's a very uh, important uh, uh, Greek term. And mystery is something that is to be discovered. It is these, um, these things that we need to meditate in Jesus' life. It's something not that has a simple solution, that the butler did it with, uh, with whatever, in the, with the candlestick in the, in the billiard room. That isn't the mystery in Christianity. It's something that we need to gradually discover. It's a, a fact of the faith that we gradually discover, but on the other hand, doesn't have a simple answer and that we will never discover fully in this life. So it's something we meditate on again and again and again and a thing that can allow us to grow always in our understanding of God, always in our relationship with Jesus. So here we begin to study these mysteries and it's saying that everything that Jesus did has a relevance for us. Everything. Everything is related to us. Everything from his uh, swaddling clothes to the vinegar he drank on the cross 
to his resurrection, to the shroud, the empty garment that he left behind in the tomb, everything has a relevance for us. Every mystery relates to us. And again, quoting St. Irenaeus, again, the Catechism uses this term of Irenaeus of recapitulation, that we are remade in Jesus, and Jesus wants us to be remade in him. And so that by having this meeting with Jesus, each one of us can discover ourselves, can become who we should be in him. And to see that Jesus in his whole life is very interesting because all of us have a tendency to live for ourselves. There is this tendency in each one of us to take care just of myself, to live to fulfil my own plans, to do what I want to do and not to serve anybody else. And yet, number 519 of the Catechism has this beautiful, this beautiful phrase. Christ did not live his life for himself, but for us. Everything is for us and for our salvation. This is Jesus, the one who lived so that we might be well. Everything was referring to us. You know, if you love somebody, you take care of them. And you can see that sometimes people think highly of somebody else and they really let the other one get what they want and they don't uh, they don't take what the, the individual would like themselves and Christ is this he lived everything for us he did everything for us and for our salvation so tomorrow we'll continue and tomorrow we'll be looking at numbers 522 to 534 god bless